play. I'm listening to Fuller Cinematic. Oh, cool. Well, I can hear that time. Sounds sound just like we were getting ready to go on a show or something. You know how the curtains open and it's like, hey, like uh, from the Joker with Robert yeah. Nier, going to the open thing, which, by the way, I watched that again this past week. I, I, I normally do not watch movies twice. I that's, that. that's three times, isn't it? It, it you know what? Uh, actually, you know what? You might be right. Yeah. I was trying to remember the movies that you watched more than once. And, yeah. Uh, because I know you say you don't like watching movies over and over again. I know yeah. you watched um, The Way Back twice. Yeah, okay. I did that, yep. That's, that you, one. You, watched, you watched The Greatest Showman twice. Oh, I've watched that. Actually, I, you know, it's, that's a lie. I have, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, like if there's something on a, like television or something, if I just have to stop on it, I watch it. I guess you can consider that watching it. But to specifically go and pull out something out of a library or specific or specifically find something to watch again, that's it's it's pretty pretty unusual. But but yeah, the way back I did on HBO Max and Joker is on HBO Max. I so Joker so Joker came out last year. That's gotta be your favorite movie of time. Uh, uh, yeah. And you know, it's funny because it's still I've still read so many negatives about it, and um, and I thought, what I tried to watch it with a different attitude this time, and um, it, it it's definitely a just a depressing movie. I mean, that's all there's to it. Um, but it just speaks volumes about so many things in society, um, and uh, oh. in so many ways. It's like I found some different stuff when I watched this last time. So. I've been trying to tell you the same way that Joker is uh, speaks about society and it's barely a comic book movie. Mm -hmm. Logan is in that same category. I'm going to have to, okay. Yeah, I'm, that's, you know what? If, if there's no, any other movie that I have, you have said I've got to watch, you have said Logan. Yeah, okay, that's on my watch list. In fact, I wonder if that's, I need to see what that's streaming. Um, Maybe it's on a uh, HBO Max or I. Nah, it's not on. It's a because it's a um, 20th Century Fox movie and uh, oh, okay. Disney bought them, but it wouldn't be on Disney Plus because it's rated R. Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, it's no, it's not because it says um, I can watch it on YouTube, Google Play, Voodoo, iTunes. Good Lord, everybody else is charging three ninety nine, and iTunes is charging fifteen bucks. Um, it's coming on TV soon. It's coming on FX, FXX, FX. Oh, uh, that's it. Is that is that with commercials? Um, yeah, that'd be commercials. So. You don't want to. You don't want to watch it that way. But wait a minute. I think it said something here about Netflix. It's a two-hour seventeen movie. Let me see if it is on Netflix. Hold on. Um. Well, it's sure enough. It's on, okay, there you go. I got Netflix, I'll have to watch it. So, uh, okay. Yeah, you gotta watch it. All right, got it. And the best part about it is the way they set the movie, the way they present the movie, you don't need to know any backstory. They tell you everything you need to know in the movie. Oh, cool, okay. Yeah. Yep, got it set. All right, so that'll be on my my watch list. And I'll tell you the way I'm, you know, other than, 
with the downtime we'll have some this weekend, maybe I'll get a chance to, you know, catch, watch it and, and see. But um, anyway, so excuse me real quick. It's been a long day. All right, we got to edit that out, so um, definitely cut it. So what are we what are we going to talk about tonight? So we're going to talk about let him go. So we're going to talk first. We got to get into um, half brothers. Half brothers, yeah. Because I just commented on your right before I called te- uh, texted you. I, I went ahead and yeah, same. Uh, of course, we're going to pretty much be on the same line. Um, but uh, yep, that'll be good. So you just let me know when we're ready to. So we're going to talk about half brothers. Let him go, and what's the other one? Run. Oh, uh, with uh, Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Right. Did, did you watch it? Uh, oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. When I was up here in quarantine, I watched it, and uh, you know, it's like, well, of course, I won't mention that on the call, but um, on the recording. But anyway, so uh, of course, I don't get it. Don't matter. So, um, yeah, it might your your experience might help somebody else um, who thinks they're only one that's going through it. Yeah, well, that's a good point. So, yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, the number of people I'm finding out about it, it's just, phew. but you know what's so funny is, and maybe that can even bring this up is, because um, Terry and I were talking about it, I had actually, I don't know if you read my post on Facebook about it, um, when I, because I was trying to. I read my, the first one when you were saying that you were, you wanted people, you were urging Yeah, to wear your mask. Yeah, I yeah. saw that one. Yeah. Well, I ended up, and Lord, this could actually be a social topic, um, I ended up going in and deleting it and because Terry and I were talking about it and I'm like, you know, Terry, I, said, I hate to say this. I said, but do you think that people will be scared of me now that is there going to be some sort of um, flag put on people that are tested positive? And, you know, she said, you know, I, the way society is, you don't know. I said, well, no, I'm just going to take it down. I said, because you, and I mean, I don't know if that was right or wrong, if I should, if I should be scared of it. But I mean, you know, I'm not contagious. Maybe you should leave it up because if, because, you know, people can look at the date of your posts and calculate, um, and they can know that you're safe, you know, because it's big. Yeah, but I've already deleted it. How do I bring it? I can't bring it back up, can I? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's gone. So I took it off. But, but I don't know. I I probably, I mean, because I did have some good feedback on it, except I did notice one of my friends who, um, and I mean, I don't, and it, I know it's a personal thing, but one, I have a friend who just will not wear masks. I mean, you know, she, and I don't understand that. Um, I don't get it either. Cause I, you know, I was talking, I talked to a couple of people about um, the whole mask thing and I, the argument, I don't, I don't really get the arguments against it. Cause like you say that, you know, for instance, the government is, um, mm-hmm infringing on your freedom right well, i mean do you wear a seatbelt? you know what i mean right. if you don't you're gonna get a ticket you got to pay some money and that's a government mandate too that's, that's right well and that's the thing that's like i pointed in my and i guess really t- and actually now that i think about it, I, I should not have bothered taking it down because um the thing about it is like I point I pointed out my comments. It's like you don't want people coughing in your face or sneezing around you. You always expect them to cover their mouth or um, you know, put their hands over their mouth like this or, you know, cough in your elbow. So what's the difference with using a mask to do yeah. to, to keep that? I don't want nobody coughing in my direction, even exactly. if they, even if they don't have um any kind of virus. Nothing. Exactly. And that's the point. It's like so if you can do something to help somebody that does have, you know, maybe they're not, see, the thing about it is, you know, it's just, I don't know, but 
the whole the whole mask thing is and yes it is not proven 100 percent preventable that you're not going to catch covid with the mask but it does help in fact they've already said it's not cdc is released tonight saying everybody should wear masks because of the fact that the numbers are going so high and we got the winter time coming and it's going to be you know and so that means more people closed indoors you know nobody outside so anyway and then if you if you think about it if we had been wearing masks last year fewer people would have got sick during flu season true yeah well in fact my son came home this weekend or this week and um he was telling us that they had a news and i'm sure it might have been national news i didn't see it but he said he watched while he was while he was in charlotte that um they actually found blood donations that took place in December of last year that where people already had the antibodies showing they had already been infected. So this COVID, so COVID has been here before. Yeah. You know, the beginning of the year. So and, and you know, COVID nineteen is not the first coronavirus. That uh, that that's the thing. So I, I mean, but the point is, what I was trying to get across in my Facebook post was that you know. No, do I like wearing a mask? I can't stand it. When I went in last night to see my mom and had to be back and I was back in that triage room with her for a long time, I, I knew not to take my mask off this time because I let one slip happen and, you know, ended up testing positive. And um, who wants it? I mean, yeah, it's, a, you know, and thank God I've been asymptomatic and, you know, I've not been negatively harmed in any way at this point that I'm aware of. Thank goodness. But I mean, it doesn't matter. I didn't want it. So, um but anyway, so I, I mean, I wear I wear my mask because, and I and not because, they, um, you know, because, but I I, mean, I, I wear I wear my mask because I don't want to, I after reading about the symptoms, I don't want no parts of that, and mm -hmm. even aside from getting sick, um, to me it, it, it I it, it allows me you know it it let, it gets it's like a cheat code for me because I don't have to shave all the time. I can just throw the mask on. Mm. Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've seen quite a few people. I'm like, oh my man, I can't wait till this mask thing is over. Because of course, some of some of the beers that are sticking out these guys' masks are just crazy. They're like ZZ Top members or something. So, but <laughs> it's nuts. But anyway, so all right. Well, let's uh. Let's see. So, man, I've got some good movies to talk about. Oh, my God. And, in fact, I meant to tell you, before we get started, I have started. Well, let's st wait. Let's start this thing off right. Okay. Welcome back, John. All right. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And continue, please. All right, everybody, we are uh, glad to have you all here tonight. We're at, for our show, Fully Cinematic with Rand and John. Please, if you like us and like what you hear, please like, comment, and share, and subscribe. Um, we're going to, we don't have a guest tonight. We've had a couple of guests the last couple of episodes, which have been great, um, but we're having a going on our own tonight, Rand and I, and, um, but we got a couple of films we want to talk to you all about that we really enjoyed, um, and, uh, so with that, we're going to get into it. And I was just telling Rand that um, there's something I saw, I read the other night on Netflix, apparently the, one of the big movies right now is, um, is a horror flick um, that's out there. And I'm not big into the horror stuff and the supernatural stuff. Um, but I think, if, I think it's called Don't Listen, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Lord, I could be wrong on that. 
but um yeah i think that's right but um man, it is, it's a it's a spanish uh um uh, film um and it's about a family that has um bought this huge home that they are and apparently the mom and dad are um they do fixer-uppers and um so this is like their second or third however many number flips and um they move in the house and they have a young child young son and um the tone of this thing from the get-go is just creepy. Uh, it is just, that's all I can say. And um, and I don't know how, of course, no. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and proceed because I know we don't care about spoilers on here. Um, no, not at all. So you get into the film, and the little boy is, um, of course, new to the area. He's kind of disappointed because he doesn't have any friends, and he, and he does seem to be a little bit different. But the problem is, it's the fact that he's been hearing stuff in his house, and he has these little walkie-talkies, and you can hear when nobody's around, all of a sudden some voices will start coming across that walkie-talkie. Um, the mom and dad have decided that they're going to get, um, they have somebody come in and start talking to him because they want a counselor, like, to see if there's anything going on. Maybe there's something mental with him they're not aware of. And so you start off with the first 20 minutes of the film, you know, she's coming in, she's talking to the child, and um, she just tells the mom and dad on the way out, says, no, so he's, he's perfectly fine. You know, this, he's just nervous right now he's got a little bit of anxiety he's going through this is just a natural transition trying to get into you used to a home and um it this seems in this thing kind of a reminiscent to me of the amityville horror movie because there's flies in this and um while he's talking to her he does tell her that he starts hearing voices and she's like well where do you hear these voices are you listening to them now and he says yes um, and she says, what do they say? And I forgot exactly what they said. But anyway, so she leaves and has left the appointment, told the mom and dad that he's fine. She'll come back within a week, see him again. We're on the way in the car. She, her radio station starts making this, uh, sound like, um, uh, you know, had the radio station when you're trying to turn it, you can't find a station and it's just real, um, crackly, you know, crackly sound. Yeah, she's trying to figure out what's going on. So she starts messing with that. Well, then this fly or whatever this is goes into her ear. And the next thing you know, you see blood coming out. And then she somehow something, it's almost like something is taking control of her. And she puts her foot on the accelerator and she flies into, crashes into a tree and she impales herself through her face with a, with a branch sticking out. It's, it's pretty gross. Um, so um, by that point, I'm like, okay, I don't know if I want to continue with this or not. But um, go back. So the story goes back. The The parents are trying to figure out what's going on with the child. Why is he not, you know, behaving and da 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 what's going on with him? And he ends up um, getting expelled from school because uh, apparently he, the principal or a teacher, somebody tried to do something and he, locked himself inside a room and then when they got inside he reached out and bit the whoever was that was trying to get him out the parents bring him home and um he sees he's sitting on his bed and he hears these voices but at the same time where they're working in the rooms and trying to you know fix everything up they got the root the sheets that separate the rooms to keep the dust and all that stuff from out you know and at one point in time he looks he looks and he sees these crusty looking feet all of a sudden standing with their toes outside of the underneath the sheet yeah pretty pretty creepy and uh so he hollers mom and dad come in well the next thing you know it's like the next day i think 
he's listening to the walkie-talkie and somebody's telling him to do something. And there's a pool in the backyard that they're tra- he, that they're trying to get fixed up and everything. But right now the muddy, the water's just muddy, nasty, dirty. Yeah. And um, the father's trying to, you know, trying to make light of everything and trying to work with the son and make him feel better and assure him that everything's okay. Well, he wakes up at night because all of a sudden he's hearing something and he realizes and he goes into the son's room. The son's not there. And he, his worst fear happens and he goes running down the stairs. I think it's a three level house. And he goes running down the stairs and goes outside and looks and the boy's body's in a pool. So, um, somebody or something has conv- had convinced that child to go and jump in that pool. Well, <clears throat> um, the mother, of course, is just devastated. They had the funeral. And so she's left. She'd asked his husband to come with her. You know, she said she didn't want to live in that house, but all the money's invested in it. So that's where I have ended with this story. I've still got about an hour left. And the last thing I saw was the husband was sitting on the couch and he's starting to hear things himself. So this thing is picking up steam. And um, I'm I'm definitely gonna have to go back in and watch it. I can't watch it at night. <laughs> watch it at night. <laughs> but um, but it because it's, it's pretty creepy. After they so far, this is a pretty good. And I think they said it ended up like it was for the week. It was like one of the highest watched shows, and now it's like number ten on the list for Netflix and Netflix top rated shows. So, yeah, I saw it was number ten. Yeah, so it's uh, it, it's pretty good. After they, it's, it's definitely intriguing. So um. So I'm going to finish it and watch it. So, but anyway, so that was my intro to Rand talking to him about some things we were watching. But we uh, we definitely want to move on to. So is there? Uh, I saw I read that there was a, a witch in this movie. Did you get that far? Maybe that's who it is. Whose credit feed I'm looking at? Okay, that's probably what it is. Yeah, because you can see there's been two scenes where you've seen this person or this image of somebody. And, well, it's it's definitely a person. I mean, and, you know, because it's, it's got the physical traits of a person, um, but you don't see it up close. But yeah. yeah, oh god, that's probably what it is. Then, dang, them witch movies. Ooh, god. So, uh, a lot of what you described, plus uh, combined with um, some of the stuff I've been, I skimmed through, um, is reminding me of uh, heredit- hereditary. Okay, we'll see. I'm, there's a lot, there's a lot of flies. There's a, a kid that uh, something happens to. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely creepy. Um, it's a whole lot going on in their, their house. It's not really a haunted house movie, but... Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that that one's on my list, too. But again, that's one of those I'm at the watch during the daytime. Because I, I just, I tell you, I don't know if I can handle it at night. So, But this one so far, um, I picked up on this a couple of days ago. And um, I, I want to finish it so bad. But, I mean, I just had so many things going on, you know, some personal stuff that's happened. And so I'll, but I'll get to it to finish it out. Yeah. So. And this so, is a 2020. And plus the other thing, uh, go ahead. This is a 2020 movie? Uh, I think, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. But I'm going to tell you what's so nice, and this is kind of the segue into what we're getting ready to talk about, is, um, um, anyway, so, so, all right, so now we need to talk about Half-Brothers. Yeah, that's good. Let's do it. Need to talk about Half-Brothers. So for anybody who hasn't, which, well, I guess you haven't seen it, unless you were able to, uh, were privileged to get an early view of it. Um, I'm but gonna it, also, you... it, it also hit theaters today, so by the oh, time come out today, okay. Yeah, so by the right. time this um this this goes up on YouTube, uh, so more It'll people already be out. Probably, yeah. Okay. Well, I read your review, and I mean, I'm just you you nailed it. I mean, now I will say, um, 
so half brothers let's just start back from the beginning let me i'm gonna roll it back so you got this uh gentleman that opens up with a scene of a son and a father and they're playing and it's just like oh it's just like a wonderful you know just like a magical perfect father-son relationship and 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 let's say let's give it it's in new mexico oh yep yep in mexico uh wonderful you know everything just seems to be just like hunky-dory and you know just oh you just feel so good about it and then you find out that there's no work in mexico and um the father who is very close with his son um and you can and you can tell it and you can you can definitely see it yeah he's got to leave because what killed me is you know he's he's smiling to the son when his son is begging him not to go and the mom, the wife is sitting there crying and the women are all, you know, crying because their husbands are having to get in the trucks to be taken off to head toward the United States for work. Um, the father's trying to put on a brave face. And then you l realize later on that when he turned around and left his son, it was killing him. And of course he was crying. So of course that made me cry. So, um, did, so, did, this, so did the movie um, affect you as a, were you watching it as a father and as a son? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's what, but, and that part was great. The beginning. Okay. So then as we go into the, the, this story where you then see the son grown up and he's got his own business or whatever, you know, working or he's an engineer at a place. Um, that, yeah, yeah he, he, he owned it. He owned it. Yeah, own that's why he owns it. Yeah. So then if you then, so then as he gets the phone call about the fact that his father wants to see him, who he's been estranged from for so long, and he goes and finds out that he has a half-brother, um, that just, that just kind of killed it for me right there at that point. Because I thought, okay, first of all, that man does not look like he would be the father of this other kid. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I, was, I was trying really hard. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I don't see this. So I'll be honest with you, that first, say, 30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes, I, was, I, I kept looking at my watch thinking, I don't know if I can finish watching this. <laughs> I, I, it just got to the point where I was like, I, I just don't know. Because someone, let's just face it, I mean, some of the stuff in it, it was not the funniest movie in the world. Um, I kept trying, I mean, I really didn't find, like, just drop, laugh, you know, just, just hysterical moments. Um, what I liked, but, but I'm so glad I stayed with it because what I love was the fact that the, uh, the messages it brought across. And I, and I don't think, I think based on your review, I'm not sure you were crazy about that, about the whole, um, puzzle thing or what they call it, the, um, where they had the, the, oh, the, the, the scavenger hunt. The scavenger hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I thought that was a pretty neat idea in in the film i thought it was pretty cool because at the end you realize and and of course watching that video at the point by that at the end you know i'm just and well i'm gonna tell you what the, the biggest moment for me was when the sons open up eloise yeah and I, I i lost it i was like okay okay this movie i thought was pretty crappy you know for for you know a couple of moments that i thought was pretty bad but the messages behind it, I thought, were really, really good. I mean, it just was so many good things. And um, that song they played at the end, that's, you know, talking about music, that song they played at the end is another song. And I don't know if it's, if it's uh, I've heard it, and I'm going to have to get it because it just played so well with the, with the ending and how everything turned out. 
but you know, I've never heard. Of, I've never even heard of these actors. Do you even have any idea who these people are? No, I never. I don't recognize any of the actors either. I, not a soul. I'm like, who are these people? Um, except for except for one of the uh, one of the background actors, the guy, the uh, pawn shop owner. He, I recognize him. That's uh, Vincent Spano. He's been around for a while. Oh really? Oh, yeah. okay. He had, I mean, he had that big beard on, so he, you know, you might not have recognized. Yeah, him. yeah. If he had, he he was in um, some of the movies you might have recognized him in. He was in Rumblefish, and how um, Rumblefish? I hadn't heard that movie in a long time. He was in Alive, where the uh, soccer team, the plane crashed. And the oh yeah! Team. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, I remember that. Yep. And he was in. Uh, you ever seen a saw a movie called "And God Created Woman"? I know of it. Yeah, I've never saw it, but yeah, he was in. Uh, he he did a lot of. Um, okay, he did like a lot of uh, kind of more low key movies uh, as a um, you know like mob stuff, mm -hmm. low level mob stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was in some uh, something called "The Tide It Binds." I, I know that too. I do know that. Yeah. Texas Rangers. Uh, he was in Tales from the Crypt one episode. Oh god, <laughs> I haven't seen it in forever. So he was. He, I mean, he was, yeah, he was actually in a, a TV show called Pandemic. Um, funny enough. Yeah. No, I don't remember that. He was on Law and Order Special Victims Unit for five episodes as an FBI agent. He was on House, and he was on The Mentalist, and he was he was on Castle, and mm. he was on Criminal Minds Beyond. Oh wow! So he definitely oh, I, got a. He he's done some directing too. Yeah, mm. yeah. he directed well. uh, an episode of Tales from the Crypt and uh, four short films. But I recognize him. I recognize him. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know what it was. But I, I, well, I kept, because I kept focusing on the two main characters. And I, I like that. I thought, who are these guys? Now, granted, acting-wise, I mean, I thought they did a pretty good job. I mean, I, I you know, um, the chemistry is what kind of killed it for me initially. I was like, oh. And, uh, but I like the fact that they didn't do overkill. But they weren't the, supposed to have uh, good chemistry. Cause they, well, the one brother hated the other one. Well, I mean, I know, well, and I, when I say chemistry, I don't necessarily mean just from the obvious of that. I just mean the way they acted off each other. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it, you know, um, initially. But I did like the way that they eventually, it wasn't mushy to a degree. I mean, too much. Well, it was to a degree, but not too much. It wasn't overkill in terms of how they finally began to develop their relationship. And then toward the end, I just, ah. Uh, it, it it was a great ending. I mean, I I liked it. Um, what but, did you think about the um, the 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 whole um, idea that he needed to step up his uh, his fathering skills for his um, for the kid that was about to be his stepson? Oh, absolutely. He was, he was so he well, and you know, I, what, thought, I, thought, I thought that kid really was weird, though. I didn't. Well, <laughs> I didn't blame him. He was different, but I think the thing about it is what the, but then you got to go to the end of the film where his father, own father said, it's okay to be, you know, different. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I, and it's, yeah, it just, 
it just played out so well. I mean, it just, it just, the message, that was one of the messages I picked out. Um, you know, I, and I thought it was interesting, the comments about the, um, about the United States and about how, you know, yeah. he kept everything, how we were nothing but fat people and all this kind of stuff and everything. I was like, God, you know, wow. <laughs> um, geez, I, I, I wasn't expecting all that, but, um, you know, it, uh, I'm just glad to see. I just, I did. I am glad I finished it out because um, it definitely was worth it in the long run, and and I, I do recommend it. So, hopefully, it'll do a pretty good run at the theaters. You know, I don't know. I don't think it's definitely the one thing that I don't think will attract people about it. To be honest with you, is um, from a comedy perspective. I, and this is just me personally. I don't. How many? I think today more people expect their comedy to be R-rated versus PG-13, and You're that's right. the. And that's the other thing I liked about this film was it didn't, I don't remember, right, the one time was when they made it to the um, convent, there was a little bit of language there. But for the most part, it, this was a, a decent, clean film as far as not having to do overkill in terms of, you know, using death bomb, every other word, or, you know, bad language. And yet it still works for me, so... And what I noticed was that there was a. Have you seen Due Date, that Robert Downey Jr. movie from no. uh, 2010? I know you referenced that. And I haven't seen that. Yeah, the um, the because this Half Brothers is not just a comedy, but the comedy part of the movie is basically a PG-13 version of Due Date. Ah, okay. And um, just to give you, just to let you know how similar it is. In Due Date, uh, you had Robert Downey Jr. as a um, kind of um, ambitious, um, straight-laced uh, business guy mm. who needed to get, and he needed to get across country and uh, quickly because his he was already married, but his wife was um, very close to her due date. She was um, going to have a baby, so okay. he needed to get to her um, in time, and he got stuck driving across country with a guy that he met on a plane and actually got him kicked off the plane and it um, played by um, Zach Galifianakis and he had uh, a beard he uh, had a beard just like the brother in 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 half brothers uh, and he was a weirdo just like the weirdo <laughs> half brother <laughs> remember when the the brother um, picked up the goat and um, yeah yeah so they, the rest of the trip they they had to ride around with the goat right so Zach Galifianakis's character in Due Date, he had a little, a weird little dog that, a uh, pet dog that he brought with him on the road trip. Well, wait a and, minute, isn't this kind of stealing somebody else's idea? You see how similar it is. And Robert Downey Jr.'s character, the the thing about it was he didn't, he wasn't really a kid person, so he had that was um, something that he was worried about. Because he was about mm. to be a father, and he didn't really um, get along that well with kids. They also uh, had a had a run in with with a redneck along the way, just like his <laughs> half brother. God. And they also got into some uh, trouble at the Mexican border, just like. Um, now wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. That is, how is somebody not scream plagiarism or something like that? That's just so many similarities. <laughs> yeah. But I like, but what's different about this movie? Now, Due Date was, was it was it was like a, it was an R-rated comedy, and it was, but it was basically just comedy. Right. Half Brothers is they kind of um, blend comedy 
they go back and forth between comedy and serious drama. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's got a and it's got a Godfather two aspect to it too. How they, yeah. which, which is also a movie about um, uh, the fathers and sons. Because just like in the Godfather two, it flashes back between the grown son and uh, the the father who's now dead, but um, focusing on his journey as a young man. As a as a young immigrant coming to the U.S., mm. you see, you see, yeah, that's that's so many similarities. Oh my gosh! So. Vito Vito Corleone uh, came to the U.S. from Italy, and uh, the father in this movie, his name was Flavio, I think it was. He was uh, he's a, he immigrated from Mexico. Mm. Wow. Well, I this, this film worked. I it like I said, it started off, and I was kind of like, oh, I just don't know about this thing. But I I just, I'm glad I stayed with it. I think it ended up doing a really good job. Um, good messages, good story. Um, ended on the right note, I think. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was good. So you, you know, for most of the movie, I didn't like the, the father. They made him seem like he was a he was a scumbag, but then at the end, uh, he had that little twist that uh, shows you mm -hmm. that it wasn't it wasn't all his fault. Yeah, because I I, I didn't see that coming. I didn't think they were going to do that. Uh, that's why that's that's the thing. I was just like, oh man, what's the kid's name? Um, Ramon or whatever his name was. Uh, it, and the way he broke down. Oh, oh Renato. Renato. Yeah, the way he broke down was just just uh that that was good acting because he just I could just feel it. My heart was breaking for him, and I don't know. He then he and then I think you know there at the end he realized that hey you know I've got somebody you know that's I can actually be close to, and and I think that's going to help him go back and then become a better father. Um, because yeah, the kid that he's going to be stepfather too. That, that kid's weird. So <laughs> I mean, and his brother's weird. Um, so he gets to practice. Yeah, exactly. So, but I think that he now knows that. He just needs to let it because that would and that other scene where the guys were all picking on the uh, the um, Asher whatever his name was oh my gosh yeah Asher man that just that was horrible because you could tell he was he really was upset about the fact that you know he knew he was unique and different and um right and it touched him but um man yeah it, it was it was a good film that was a hard situation to be in I mean you know I mean so the guy made a slip up and and everything and but the fact that he did try so hard to get back um right. and he loved both his sons you know and he did what he felt like was the right thing to do to help with that other you know now i'm sorry but that part i could see coming with the man and the, the woman that he was in business with or helping with with the business yeah i saw that coming i, I, I that was you knew I that think, was gonna happen so i think i think she was she had her eyes on him from the oh yeah absolutely that that was a you know, um, that was definitely to be a <laughs> obvious. And she knew he was married because you remember when he, when the the pawnbroker told him that uh, he would buy his ring. That was the first time he had taken it off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great film. I, well, you know, good film. I, I don't want to say it's like my top five or anything for. No, but, no. but no. So anyway, but a good film. But it's worth an hour and a half. It is. It was good. Good entertainment. I mean, it really was. So I really enjoyed it. Um, but if you want, if you want hardcore comedy uh, with with a similar storyline, check out Due Date from 2010. 
see, I, my only issue with that is I cannot, of course, we might, this would be another debate. I cannot stand that Ganef and whatever his freaking name is. Um, well, well, let me tell you who, who else is in the cast. Uh, uh, Jamie Foxx, um, Robert Downey Jr., what, it, Michelle, I think her name is Michelle Monaghan. She plays uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s wife. And um, what's the guy from um, Danny? What's the comedian from um, Eastbound and Down? Um, oh, my gosh. I know who you're talking about. I just can't. Um, his name is on the tip of my tongue. Who directed the film? Do you know? Um, Half Brothers? No. Do that. Let me pull it up. It was directed by, and by the way, um, oh, it was directed by Todd Phillips, the same guy who did um, your, one of your favorite movies, Joker. He also directed The Hangover. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Oh, oh my gosh. Did you know that Joker was directed by the same guy who did the hangover? No, I did not. Because <laughs> I cannot stand the hangover. He's pretty versatile, huh? He can do I, comedy and I, Well, he, I'm about to say, I'm impressed because I cannot. The fact that, I mean, of course, I know hangover made gazillion dollars, um, which I even I can't stand it. Um, because I just don't find it funny at all. Uh, I, I completely disagree with you. Yeah, I just, yeah. But to think that he did Joker is just, okay, man. He, he wrote it and he wrote and directed. Yeah. He only directed uh, Due Date. Wow. No, he wrote, no, he wrote, directed Due Date. He only directed and produced The Hangover. He didn't write The Hangover. Well, he obviously has made enough movie, you know, each film the, making more and more that obviously that gives them more creative freedom and uh, and, well, they I, pick, I, and they picked the right one to do Joker, that's for sure. So, he also he also produced The Star is Born. Oh, shut up. Man, I think, uh, oh my gosh. The current, I mean, yeah, it has to be the current one because I think um, Barbara Streisand's boyfriend at the time back in 1977, um, John Peters, he's the one that did the uh, original well i say the original i call it the original stars born but there actually two more before that um but the most recent the 1977 version was john peters um and he and barbara strice were dating at the time and stayed together for a long time too so but all right so we're gonna have to talk about another movie was there another what what was the other film we were gonna we gotta talk about run we gotta talk about run okay run all right i'm you all right so you when, tell me, when did you watch this film? When did you first hear about it? When did you watch it? I watched it. I know I watched it um, the the same weekend. I don't know if I watched it the first day that it came out, but I know I watched it that first weekend. Okay. And had you heard about it? it? How, did you, how did you find out about it? Um, it popped up on Hulu as a, okay. as a good okay. release. It was, it was supposed to be in theaters, but it was one of those movies that got... Uh, he sold it. The studio sold it to Hulu because of of um, the COVID. Did warning. you did they did you read where they where they were actually supposed to be releasing that movie? Yeah, it was supposed to be in theaters. It, it got it got right. Right. No, right, right. But but you know what date they were going to release it in theaters? 
Uh, yeah, it was supposed to come out on Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right. Yeah, that's just too. That's just too funny. Um, when I read that, I was like, "What?" After I had seen the film, I read it, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, I'm not sure. That would have been pretty funny because the, the movie, the, the way the movie starts off, you do think that uh, the mom is pretty good. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Well, I, you know, um, yeah, I think, of course, that chemistry between the two was very, very, very realistic to me. Uh, I thought it was good. I did, I did see him as mother and daughter. Mother and daughter. Um, did you know? Did you know that the star of the movie, the daughter, uh, is uh, wheelchair bound for real? No, what? Nah, she was not acting. Not, not in in that. Um, oh my God! I did not know that. So wow. Okay. Wow. That's, that's, I'm very impressed. So, cause she, she did a great job. Um, wow. I thought, you know, Sarah Paulson's on a, she is just on a roll right now. Um, definitely so. But, uh, so all right. So anyway, so go ahead and tell us your, tell us your thoughts on it. What you thought about the film. I thought it was good. I, um, I was worried about it at first. I hadn't watched the trailer. I didn't know any, I hadn't read up about it. I, I I was giving it a shot just because it was a new movie, mm. but I didn't expect anything from it. It, it. Honestly, I thought it was a chance that it was going to be a, a lifetime movie. Mm. I was like, let me just go ahead and bite the bullet. And it turned out to be good. It turned out to be great. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. Totally agree. I, mean, I think it was very, I thought the suspense was pretty good. Um, when the daughter... Real life started questioning her mother. I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Because the only thing you see at the beginning is the fact that this woman had this baby and is emotionally upset about the fact that there could be something wrong or possibly, you know, the child may not live, but you don't know. I'm trying to remember what made her think there to look at the medicine, the pills. I mean, what 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 made her finally question what she was taking? Um well, let me see. You want to go through all this, all of this stuff that um, made her suspicious? Yeah, 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 yeah. So first, so the daughter was a senior in high school, and she was planning on, she was waiting on a um, acceptance letter to mm -hmm. uh, her favorite college, and the 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 she she the letter wasn't coming, and she thought she should have had it um, already, and she noticed that the mom had um, stopped the mailman, and um, intercepted everything that he had in his hand and so she was suspicious um mm, good point letter. yeah i remember that now okay she also um she went to she tried to google some i don't remember what she was trying to google but the mom had um disconnected so the internet, internet so she wasn't able to to search and I'm trying, I can't remember what made her question, the first thing that made her question the most. Oh, wait a minute. <clears throat> remember, I think it was when the mom went to the grocery store and she went to look in the bag for those things she liked and she saw the pill, the bottle of pills and something, I don't know if it was loose or something, but remember, I think she then started peeling back the the pills yeah, and yeah. saw that her, it was actually written out to her mom. And not right, her. yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, what, that's what she Googled to find out what the what uh, that was exactly. Yeah, exactly. she saw the name of it and she Googled it to find out exactly uh, what it was, and she didn't mm-hmm. find out. She had she had to uh, trick her mom into taking her to the movies, mm. and while they were at the movies, she uh, pretended that she needed to use the, the bathroom, and instead of going to the bathroom, she uh, wheeled herself lightning fast to the pharmacy. And asked the pharmacist to tell her what the uh, medication was. That pharmacy scene was probably one of the key scenes for me. When the pharmacist starts reading off what the medicine does and what it is, to me, that was almost like a psycho moment. No, but before before the movie, she called uh, some guy that she didn't even know and asked him to uh, Google. Oh, Google. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. On the phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And that, cause that was, I could, I mean, I could almost hear the the music, which in that play, in that particular film, I don't remember a lot of music. I usually try to, you know, music and score kind of, I kind of pay attention to too, and I don't recall much in that. Um, but um, yeah, she was definitely psycho. Uh, the, the mom was, and I, well, and I felt, I felt so bad for her. That's the thing that I was like, God. mom. Yeah, kind of. I, I didn't mean, feel bad for her at all. Oh, you know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I, thought, thought, I thought the mom was a scumbag. I, didn't feel I, I just, I mean, but that's the thing is, you know, that the only thing is you don't know the background history on that woman. Not that we're, I, I, not that what she did was right. I mean, by no means. Ap- you know, after after the movie was over, I did uh, read up on it, and the director said that they intentionally uh, left out the the mom's backstory because they didn't want anybody to feel they didn't want her to have an excuse for the things that she did. Oh, oh! Yeah, they okay. wanted you to take her at face value because okay. what what she was doing, what, no matter what her background was, what she was doing was dead wrong. Well, that's true. That's a very good point. Okay, valid point. Point taken. So, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it was very uh, so. Let, let, so let, so do we want to talk? Yeah, let, we 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 do spoilers. We don't care. Let's talk about what the mom was actually doing. So the mom was. Uh, slowly, um, she w- is poison in the right word. She was, uh, I don't know if it was poison, it was, um, she was disabling the daughter, she with, was disabling with the, daughter. the wrong, yes. the wrong yes. medication. She was giving her uh, pet tranquilizers and stuff, so that, yeah, to make her believe that she was uh, paralyzed from the waist down, mm-hmm. and which wasn't actually, she was not born, um, paralyzed like a mom told her, um. She she had a and that wasn't the only thing that was wrong with her, but all of her um, her diseases and illnesses came from medications, and some some of the medications were homemade that her mom was giving her. Mm, yeah, because you remember uh, she was in the basement. She had like a little homemade lab in the basement. Where yeah, she was yeah, she was. Stuff up. Oh, she was just too. Oh my God, yeah, she she just really went to town. You know, trying to figure out how to keep that girl, you know, uh, disabled and incapacitated so that she would never leave. Um, right. So the woman was obviously just off a rocker. I mean, she just was definitely out there. But Sarah Paulson, her performance, I mean, she she can just, she just pulls it off. I mean, she's, she's, she's just a great actress. I just think, I just respect her so much. I think she's really good. Um the daughter, I didn't realize. I don't know her name, um, but I did not realize yeah, she's a, she's a newcomer. Yeah, she's I didn't realize she was actually a, a you know actually a physically challenged. So that's 
the way she for her to perform in that role was just amazing. Um, the daughter's name is Kira Allen. Okay, very good job. Did uh, you so did did you see the um did you did you think that the daughter how did you think it was gonna turn out when um did did you think the daughter was gonna um be able to do like she did gonna get away? Uh um I had moments where I didn't think so. Um but um but I do think it ended I think it ended right. I, I do. I think it um yeah yeah and especially and the ending especially was creepy. Um yeah. Uh I mean it was justifiable, you know. Did you did you know that um that the guy that directed this is the same guy that directed searching? Yes, yes, yes. And that also is a definite must see because it was so unique and so well done. Um the concept of it was really, really good. And um so I'm glad to say so yeah, so he's he's done a roll. He's two for two right now. Yeah. So, um it'll be interesting to see. In fact, because even searching was kind of a suspense thriller. So you might say that this guy is so far the um, M. Night of suspense thriller films, you know. Or is he the new Alfred Hitchcock? Well, that's true. Because there were moments like within this film where I could almost feel like they were psycho moments. Where I could almost hear the yeah. particular, you know, particular, you know, sound and that, you know, music. So. Uh, overbearing um, mom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was good. It was a very good film too. So I loved it. So. Yeah, it was good. I watched it twice. Yeah. All right. Well, I, let's say we're gonna let's talk before we before we wrap it up. Let's talk about are we gonna talk about let him go? Yes, we are. I was about to say because man. Um, all right, to everybody out there, if you have not, you know, we talked about two good, really good films, um, and some other things. But there's one. By the, by the way, by the way, Half Brothers is in theaters now, and Run is currently uh, available for streaming on Hulu. Yes, definitely. We definitely recommend that. I think we got two, two. Uh, we both agree on those two so far. Absolutely. So, um, but this is going into what we're talking about now. Let him go is one that I'm afraid has not made. I don't think a lot of money. No, I did. Um, it's. Uh, I don't. Is it even playing now at theaters? I know it's still it, at theaters. It is okay. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear it. But I don't know that it's going to make a lot. But um, I, I'm just got to tell everybody that you know. Um, and I, I think, and I have to say, as far as reviews, I think I'm proud of this review because I think I, this is probably one of my better reviews only because of the fact that, um, I just really connected to this film and it's odd because when you saw it, when I saw the previews and I actually was at the theater, when I saw the previews and I thought that is going to be one jam packed action movie and it is definitely not that, um, no, I didn't think, you know, I didn't see the, the trailer and um, going in, just knowing that it was um, Kevin Costner and Diane mm -hmm. Lane, mm -hmm. I didn't think it was going to be action at all. I thought it was Oh, gonna, I, no. I, the way I the thought, trailer. You know what I thought it was going to be? I thought it was going to be something like, like a love uh, story. Like message in a bottle. I thought it was going to be. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> no, I thought the theater, I mean, the way they played it was like it was just an action packed film. And I thought, man. Uh, this is gonna be awesome so um but for anybody out there and i know some of the younger generation may not particularly care for it i i, I just i don't know um 
but um, I, th- I think I think uh, young people will get into. You think the, I like it? We'll get into the gangster stuff. Well, no, that part because especially the mom. I mean, I'm just gonna tell you. But anyway, so this film is Diane Lane, who is an always amazing actress. I just love her to death. She just ever since she was in. Um, I think she was 12 years old when she started in her first film, and it was a film done in Italy. I'm trying to remember the name of it, Young in Love or something like that. Um, I have to pull it up, bring it up. But anyway, I, I, that could be a totally wrong title. But anyway. I think the first time, the first movie I, I saw her in was uh, The Outsiders. Oh, she was good in that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she plays the mom or the wife to Kevin Costner. They have a son and they have a He's married, and they have a little. They have, the son and daughter-in-law have a little boy, and um, so they live on this nice, beautiful horse ranch, and everything. Just it's just, and the scenery. Let me just go ahead and just mention the cinematography in this film, which is amazing. Um, which, if I'm not mistaken, I think I read where well, this was filmed in Canada. I don't know. I thought it was filmed somewhere in the United States, but I do. Just I would have thought it would have been the United States, but I do think it was filmed in Canada. But anyway, um. And unfortunately, um, the I yeah, it was, yeah, you're right. It was filmed in Calgary. That's what I thought. But unfortunately, I think the sun was just thrown. I guess when the horses, what happened? There was an accident, or was yeah, it, they didn't they didn't really show it. They just showed the aftermath when he was yeah. laying on the ground. So here you have the daughter-in-law and the little grandbaby who they just love, especially Diane Lane. That's her heart. Um, but she's never really she's not, and I could even sense it from the film. She was not close to the daughter-in-law. Right. Um. So, Kevin Costner's character basically, you know, has to make Diane Lane realize that, you know, his daughter-in-law, could she end up finding somebody else? They're going to get married. But the um, they seem to be okay with it because at the time, the new son-in-law, or not, I mean, the, the daughter-in-law and the uh, former daughter-in-law and the grandson are living in the same town. And, um, but Diane Lane's character just happens to see this new husband slap the former daughter-in-law and make fun of or pick at the little grandson and that just that was too much for Diane Lane um so she goes over one day to visit and they're gone and I knew oh crap this is not gonna be good um so anyway needless to say the boy that this girl married is a member of a family who just which is you know I, I don't know this is probably just outrageous but they're this big, tough family that nobody wants to have anything to do with. They're scared of and everything. And won't, you know, even the law turns their eyes toward them or whatever. So it, 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 The Wee Boys. The Wee Boys, yes. Which that name alone just creeps me out. But anyway. <laughs> but anybody that has wants to see a good film where the development of... And here's, what, here's my part of my review with the fact that there's not a lot of talking necessarily between Kevin Costner and his wife, or Diane Lane, but... Um, because they can just they they just look at each other and it's almost like they're understanding what each other's saying and it's just well she she never listened to him even when he did talk well <laughs> that's true but the acting in it is amazing um the, there's that one scene with Kevin Costner when they are in the hotel room just oh my god I just that man, was rough that was very, very rough that just I just I just cringe I feel bad I feel bad for him. Oh, absolutely. And I just cringe thinking about it. But um, that mom, though, of the Wee Boys, she... Blanche. Blanche was unbelievable. I mean, and then to see in the 
show after the filming or the film uh, premiere and when they're talking to the director and the cast and they interview her and she's from Britain as well. I think she's a British actress. Right. Um, you, you know, just seems like the nicest, nicest person. So she played the, you know what, out of that role. I mean, she just, oh my gosh, that, that woman just was evil. Um, yeah. You know, uh, was, was some of the stuff a little bit far-fetched as far as some of the shooting and stuff that took place in it? Man, you know, maybe they're a little bit, but um, but it, it's still, it's a great film. It is, it's one of my favorites of the year, too. I, I have to put this uh, along with Sound of Metal in the, um, maybe, you know, maybe, well, probably top 10. I mean, it's just definitely. An I don't know. I don't even know if it was far-fetched because Ma Barker was a real person. Well, that's true. So, yeah, um, I guess, yeah, I, I was just thinking, you know, with the shooting that was going on, it's, it's well, no, that, actually, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retract what my statement. Um, I, I think you're right. I'll take that back. Yeah. But, but I mean, I, <clears throat> I like the way that it ended. I don't think it ended as anybody expected, um, but I think it had to end that way to be realistic. Um, because the devotion and love that Kevin Costner had for his family was so much that, you know, he was willing to go through what he did and, um, and especially to make Diane Lane happy. I mean, that, that, to me, their chemistry was just spot on. I mean, you, I, I don't know. You just couldn't, to me, you couldn't tell that they were not. And, and it, it wasn't the first time you, 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 I don't think you saw it, but they played a couple a married couple in Man of Steel. Uh, from 2013, no, no. and that that chemistry carried over to this. They were, in that movie, they were basically they were Superman's parents. Really? Yeah, okay. um, yeah, it carried over uh, to this movie. The chemistry was was exactly the same. Well, not exactly the same, but it was just as right, right, right on the same as, level. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, they they just they played their hearts out. Um, everybody in it was good, and I liked the settings. I thought that the fact that they made it, you know, they showed it, it was, it was like, what, in the 50s? Late 50s? Mid-50s? It, it was uh, 1963 in Montana. Early 60s, okay. In Montana. Uh, everything just looked so real, I mean, from that time, and um, yeah, and yeah. I just, uh, I don't know, there's so many things about it that were so good. Uh, it's just such a good film, and you just don't see many like that where, you know, and yes, the action was there, it took a while to build it up, but yeah, I mean, but once it did, it was like wow. I mean, just amazing. So I yeah. thought it was great. Thought it was, it was very good. good, very good film. I think it's. Uh, I really do hope it's. Um, I just want. I don't know. You know, I'm just. I'm. It, this could be interesting to see what happens come come the nomination time. If this, if anything about this film gets nominated, you don't see that many movies where the hero is a grandfather. No, you don't. And um, and that's the one thing is you. Uh, that's the other thing is uh, I think this is one where you definitely can appreciate Kevin Costner's aging, if you will, you know, because it didn't seem to bother him. It, seemed, it was just, uh, if that makes sense, I mean, it just was very realistic. And I mean, he just did a great job in it. I mean, you know, I, there's some things that I've never, I'm, well, I've always, actually, I take it back. I think Kevin Costner's always, I think I've always, enjoyed him as an actor and I think he is a good actor. Um but this one, I don't know, I just it just made me appreciate him even more. And Diane Lane, like I said, I just I just absolutely love her. I just think she's amazing. So um so uh and I don't know who the other characters were, um, the other actors, but they were just they were amazing. And I I did love that 
discussion after the film was premiered because um, it really gave you some good insight into um, and a lot of the questions that the host asked were the same things I would have asked um, about it. So, Well, I told you after the movie um, that there was one thing about it that, that I, I hated. Mm. And uh, what was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I couldn't stand the title. I thought that was that title was lame. Just let him go. I thought it should have been more. And then, and that's the same title as the book. Like a book to me, a, a book about a story like this should have something um, a little more sophisticated than that. You know, it could have been. Mm. Yeah, the, the the Fast and the Furious is a better title than Let Him Go. Oh yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I can, I can understand where you're coming from with that. I mean, I can see that, so. It's like a, a action, a stupid action movie title. Yeah. I don't know, just, well, yeah, I, I can see that, I can see that. So, I mean, well, one, the, the, um, the only other actor that I recognized was, um, one of the Wee Boys was, uh, played by Jeffrey Donovan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, he yep, started in, uh, Burn Notice that, yeah. uh. Showing USA about a, a big spy. Oh, I kept wondering where I had seen him. Yes, God, I kept wondering where I had seen him from. So, um, yeah, he did a great job. And you knew the minute they pulled up to talk and started talking to him that he was just no good. Someone right, yeah. Yeah. Did you know Blanche was no good when when she first uh, came on the scene? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had. I, I just think. Had. I think that um, if. If if this movie hadn't hadn't come out during um, the pandemic, and a lot of people had got a chance to see it, uh, Blanche had a shot at going down as one of the um, as a, a, a legendary movie villain. Oh, absolutely! Oh, she's like um, to me, she's like um, oh, who plays uh, what's the octopus in Little Mermaid? Uh, Ursula. Oh, yeah. she, she's like a she's like a cowboy version of Ursula. I mean, a gangster version of Ursula. Yeah. She, she is just wicked and played and just mean and oh my gosh, you know. Oh, great acting in this film. Um, love it and I definitely recommend it. So, Kevin Costner uh, brought back the uh, old school strong silent type. Absolutely. So, no doubt about it. So, okay. That sounds good. So, Oh well, before we go into the movie that we were gonna, I'm gonna have to mention a movie I saw this week that I just, I'm, I'm telling you, um, I don't think it's on our agenda, but I'm gonna mention it. Let's hear it. But if anybody is a musical lover, um, it it will especially appeal to you. Um, but I watched a show on um, Amazon Prime. Uh, you've got to watch Sound of Metal. It is absolutely. Um, oh my god, that's one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Um, it uh, I really thought it was going to be. I w I didn't know what to expect going into it, um, other than the fact that it had to do with with music, and um, I'm a big music fan. I think Randy are too. But uh, it was because it was based on a punk heavy metal band drummer. I thought, okay, this is just going to be weird, um, but it was not. Um, the lead actor. Um, Riz Ahmed. Yes, he's a British actor. Uh, he played in The Night Of, which was a great show, if anybody ever watched that. Um, or has not watched it, you need to definitely put it on your list. 
Um, this guy, of course, I'm calling him kid because he's so young, but um, he put on the performance of it, it's definitely a tour de force. I mean, he comes in and he plays a drummer who's um, the opening scene is just amazing because he's back there playing, his girlfriend's playing his lead, lead singer, playing the guitar. He's just beating away at the drums and you can hear the music, and then all of a sudden you just start hearing this muffle sound, and it's like, what the heck is that? Um, and he's realizing his hearing is something's going on and she's finished the set and he's still just banging away and then he stopped because he realizes okay wait a minute everybody's looking at me so he goes running off stage she comes up to him and she's screaming at him and he can't hear and uh she he she says what you know, he says she says what are you talking about he says i can't hear you and you you're hearing you're listening to what he can't hear with it that makes sense you're hearing the muffling. And um, so he just thought that maybe it was just a, like a, you know, one night thing or whatever. So he decides, uh, and they live in an RV. They're on the road. They're traveling from place to place with a band. And um, he decides to get up and call a doctor, just go have it checked out. And when he does, the doctor tells him, says, you are losing your hearing at an incredibly fast pace. And so he asks him, says, well, what can I do? And the guy says, well, we have implants, but, you know, cochlear implants, but they're anywhere from four to $80,000. But music is his livelihood he um his girlfriend just freaks out when he gets back and he tells her what the deal is because he's a former heroin addict she's freaking out that he's gonna you know revert back to use drug and using drugs to get you know try to get through it and um she ends up making some calls and apparently her family her her father anyway is a pretty wealthy person and she finds a way to get somebody to get him to a home for deaf people to learn how to be deaf um or how to live life as a deaf person Anyway, it, it goes on um, where I really thought at that point it was going to become like a sappy kind of lifetime, you know, boohoo type thing. And it's it, not to put that down, but I mean, I'm telling you, it's just what he goes through is amazing. From what I understand, um, he learned he learned sign language. He learned to play the drums. He really took this role to heart. And it is just getting, his, his performance is just getting critical acclaim. And I can understand why it's amazing. Um, and uh, the ending does not turn out, you know, it's not a lovely, nice, happy ending like you expect, but uh, it, it's just a, it's just a great film. Uh, definitely one of the, one of the top 10 uh, for this past year for me. So um, if you get a chance, mm. uh, check it out on Amazon Prime. So um, got to watch it. Excellent performance. I don't know. I don't, it'll be interesting to see what happens come award time. I don't know what time we're, we're about at the point where they're about to start releasing the nominees, aren't they? I mean, when does that, for the upcoming Oscars, when did that happen? That's probably another show we need to get into. Uh, uh, the, the Oscars usually don't um, um, announce the nominees until um, the beginning of the year because because a, a lot of studios uh, release um, you know movies last, at the end. They, last they, minute. Yeah, least, yeah, they put the Oscar bait out in the, in these on Christmas yeah. Day. This and um, you know what, you know one thing, another uh, piece of news that. Um, you might want to uh, get into is the fact that they the academy has announced that they're going to have um, they're not going to do um, a Zoom broadcast for the the Oscar ceremony. They said they're, they're going to do it live in person. What you think no, of that? Mm -mm, no, sorry, I would not be there. So, <laughs> not that I would even get a ticket or an invite or ever. I don't even believe that. I don't believe they, I, can, they can pull that off. I don't think it's going to happen. What are they going to do? Put glass bubbles over every table and they're gonna have to like you know, like what are they gonna do pick out the select pr prima donnas and 
you know, the cream of the crop to, to be able to go and how, how are they going to do that with that auditorium? I mean, with that. Yeah. Cause at, at the Emmys, they had no audience and they had a handful of, of stars who actually came turned up in person to get their awards. Mm. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good idea. I don't think it's, um, see that. Oh God, this gets to a whole thing too, because, um, you're not, in my opinion, you're not setting a good example for what, I mean, here we are, you know, you got, that's where, you, that's where we got this, this, this turmoil because you've got the CDC, DHEC, DHEC, that's our organization, um, the CDC, World, World Health Health Organization, Health. I mean, you've got these medical communities saying, please stay home you know, please try as much as you can, but then you're going to have this big bash of people that think that they're safe from everything and they're going to go, are they going to wear a mask while they're there? I, I don't know. I, I, no, I, I don't think, I think a virtual thing is probably the safest and what they should do. I mean, until this vaccine comes in, it's proven to be safe. It's proven to be effective. We've all been able to be vaccinated. Um, you know, and that's, and that's not supposed to even happen until at least May. Yeah, exactly. It'll be, it'll probably take the full year for the right. for everything to be, if we ever get back to a normal society, like we knew it, you know, before it, it's going to be a year. I mean, and, the Oscar, and you know, the Oscars usually take place in February. They're not going to. And that's, that's the other going. thing. I mean, I'm sorry. Yes. It's a, it's a annual tradition, but for God's sake, it's the Oscars. It's not like it's a, and, and I'm trying as much as we love film, I definitely hate to, to, to minimize it or downsize it, but I mean, you be you the virtual I, I don't get that yeah i um they're saying it's gonna be live but you know what i just can't see it i mean we're already and, in december and the numbers are increasing crazy and when you look at how many movies got postponed and pushed back uh i mean the 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 nominees aren't gonna be that spectacular anyway <laughs> that's the thing how are they gonna this is gonna be interesting it's really really gonna be interesting to see how they do this so um Wow. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know if I can agree with that whole, with the way of doing it. So I, I want to go back to your, um, the, the movie you just, uh, talked about. The Sound, Sound of Metal. It? Sound of Metal. Um, mm -hmm. so I found, there's a, I found a long list of, uh, real, um, rock superstars who have hearing problems. Mm -hmm. Um, Pete Townsend, guitarist oh, yeah. for the Who, he's almost deaf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Roger Daltrey of The Who also has hearing loss. Wouldn't that uh, Neil Young says he has, uh, he's he's had tinnitus since uh, 1991. Mm. Barbara Streisand, um, Barbara she, Streisand. First, she says she first had tinnitus uh, symptoms at age nine. Eric Clapton yeah. has hearing loss. Ozzy Osbourne has a bad case of tinnitus. Uh, Anthony Kiedis, uh, lead singer for the Red Hot Chili Red Hot Peppers. Peppers. Yeah. He's got tinnitus. Um, wow. Um, movie composer Danny Elfman, who also used to lead rock group Oingo Boingo. Yep. Uh, he's got uh, hearing loss. Uh, Moby has tinnitus. Chris Moby. Martin. Chris wow. Martin, lead singer of uh, Coldplay. He's had tinnitus since 2002. And uh, both James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich of Metallica have hearing problems. Well, I'm... Hello. I mean, I, I, I thought that um, this movie was about Lars Ulrich the first time I heard about it because he's also a drummer. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, no, it's it's 
Yeah, it's well, and that's the thing though. See, this kid, I mean, this guy, I keep calling him a kid, um, he wants so bad to go back to his life as a musician and what it was. And that's why he decided he ended up selling everything he pretty much had. Yeah, he went to the home for the deaf and tried to start learning it as a deaf person, living as a deaf person. And he actually became friends and they were actually wanting him to stay there and become a part of the community and help um, teach others. Um, but his whole focus was still on that lifestyle of being on the road and playing those drums and because that's all he knew, you know. And um, anyway, so it just, uh, it, it, it's, it's just, the acting is, is great. It's, it's overall good. Olivia Cook is in it. She plays the girlfriend. She's not as, she's a, she's a great actress, but she really wasn't used as much in this film. This is definitely his film all the way. I mean, it's just focused on him and what he went through, but uh, it, it's, and I can't wait. In fact, the soundtrack should be out, should have come out today because it's got the music on it that I like. But um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's definitely an Oscar worthy performance. He, he just is amazing. But, um, and that's the thing about, you know, it, and when I started thinking about it, I was comparing it to the remake of A Star is Born. And I thought, man, this just, A Star is Born is almost like, a, and as much as I love that movie, it was almost like a lifetime story compared to this one. I mean, it, it's just. I thought it was like a lifetime story anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, but uh, anyway. So, but that's. I just had to focus on that because I just fell in love with that movie. So I just had to mention that one. So it's, you know, because that's the thing is when you find that one film that all of a sudden something just hits you and um, you know, and there and it just means speaks to you. You just, I just, I had just had to talk about it. So, yeah. but um, but which it kind of segues into our. So I got, but I got a question. Does the does the band uh, wait for him to treat his hearing loss, or do they uh, move? Oh, well, see, it was just him and her. It was just oh. it was just him and her. It's a. It's oh, he, a he wasn't in a band. I mean, it was no. She was the lead singer. Um, it was okay. just him. She was the lead singer. She played the guitar. Okay. Um, and it just he was the drummer. So it was just the two of them. Um, but uh, she leaves, and because she finds in the place, she says, "You have to do that." And, oh, and here's the one. Oh my God, the scene is just. Uh, Okay, so when he realizes that she's in, she's serious that he's got to leave and go to this place to get himself taken care of because she she truly loves him but she's also concerned about his health and his hearing. Um, that was such an emotional killer. Oh, my heart just broke because he kept begging her. He said, "No, you know, well if I do this, please promise you me you're going to stay stay for me because you're my heart. You're my heart." And oh. And of course, he's having to write down, she's having to write stuff down for him and give it to him and everything because he can't understand. He doesn't know how to read lips yet and doesn't understand her. Emotionally hard, he just played it brilliantly. I mean, it, you know, it wasn't corny. It was just, you could just feel his emotions coming through about the fact that he was giving up his girlfriend, the person he'd been with. And, you know, he, he kept saying, you're my heart. And, you know, please promise me you'll wait for me. And, um, so anyway, so he goes off to the place on his own. She ends up, I thought she was going to go off and join another band. She was going to leave him. She was going to go on a solo career, whatever. And um, yeah, it doesn't actually turn out that way. So, um, which kind of caught me off guard. But yeah, that was one of the, one of the things that just pulled at my heart. Just, just tugged at it. Just, oh man, it was so good. Well, I want to mention, I want to mention something that I, I just learned about uh, recently. Did you know that there is a such thing as Black American Sign Language? OK. 
Okay, you know what? I am so glad you brought that up because, and how did I hear about this? Um, I saw, I saw it on, I saw something about it on social media, and then I looked it up. I, I, I did the same thing because, oh my gosh, man, why did you? Oh, uh, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I saw the same thing, and it was about. It was, it was created, it was uh, created because of uh, segregation back in uh, Southern schools. Back it then. was a movie or something I saw, and then I was reading a review or reading something that, oh God, what was that? And it referenced Black American Sign Language, and I was like, Black American Sign Language? What? I don't think I've ever heard that term. And yes, I looked it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna have to really, I'm gonna have to focus on this and remember what that was that made me find that because I was like, this is interesting. I need to, uh, I need to look it up, and I did, and I was like, wow. I mean, but I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I can understand, you know. Um, man, that's that's good. I can't believe you, you and I just you brought that up. That that just happened in like the last week or two. So. Yeah, I, I, I I'm I'm keeping real. I didn't even know it existed until 2020. And I'm have to go back and look. I'll, in fact, I'll have to go back and look through my history to see uh, my web history to see um, what prompted me to look that up because it was like I said, it was a movie or show or something where it made a reference to it. And I'm like, what is that? So I pulled it up and I was like, whoa! I was educated. So, but all right. Any other celebrity news, entertainment news? We got on the. Now we can get back on. We can get back on track. So, okay. So, with that being said, so now we you made a comment earlier. Uh, if I'm trying to remember it correctly. Oh, oh, I, uh, one more. I did, I did leave. No, that's uh, okay. All right. I did leave one person off the list. So, okay. Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac also has uh, hearing problems. Well, my Mick Fleetwood man, I'm gonna take my C. That, that's that's one of my heroes right there. So, and um, he's the drummer for one of my favorite well it is my favorite band um oh, although they have disappointed me in the last year or so with the way they handled their career and their musicians um what the breaking up well the, with them getting rid of Lindsay, that just killed me um and the way they treated him was just just not right so um but uh but i still love them anyway so i started listening to them when i was 12 years old and have loves everything they've done. I've seen them. Oh, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen them. I don't know that I can count at this point. Um, I'd like I, you know, I'm I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a keep it real with you too. I I don't think I I heard ever heard that um that song that they did until that um that until guy, the TikTok guy until the, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I don't remember hearing it before that came out. What's really funny about that? Well, that just kills me because I mean, I keep thinking I should have been the one to do that as much as I love Fleetwood Mac and um, that song. When I first heard the song, though, what's so funny is I did not care for, um, I didn't care for it back when I was 12 years old. I thought, and when I saw him come up on, I never forget being um, at my sister and brother in law's house because he's the one that turned me on to music anyway. Um, and I never forget, I think it was the Grammys that was on, and that, that was, that was like the biggest album of the year i mean it won seven eight nine emmys a uh, grammy i think and um but when i first heard that song i was thinking it's horrible i don't i don't understand and the group looked weird they had their hair they were still in that kind of hippie-ish mode you know and everything and what weird. i like yeah. the song immediately just from that little tiktok video no no i i couldn't stand it to begin with i was like 
I, I can't stand this song. This is weird. Um, but then as I tried to listen to the album, because my brother-in-law kept playing it, I was like, oh. I don't even, I don't even know what the song's about. I just know it was, it was uh, easy going and uh, laid back. Well, if you don't know anything about the history of that particular album, that's oh my gosh, rumors. Oh, which is where dreams is from. That is going down in history as one of the. It's, it was at one time the biggest selling album until we know who came along. Um, and oh, even, even Michael's been beat uh, now. His, his record's been beat by the Eagles of all people. Yeah, um, but that was the greatest hits album, though. Well, that's true. That's a good point. But Rumors, and I think at that height when it was the biggest album, selling album, it was like 27 million albums sold. Um, mm. And uh, the whole thing is the group, you had Christine McVie and John McVie who were either had divorced or they were getting divorced. You had Lindsay and Stevie. They were separate. They were broken up. And then you had Mick, who was married, but I think was having some issues with his marriage. So they had just come off of an album a couple years before that was had some hits on it. So, um, and they all started writing about their turmoil as band members and um, breaking up. And that led to that whole, that whole album, if you listen to some songs, it just, it speaks specifically about like Stevie and Lindsay are constantly writing against each other and making comments about each other. That album is just, it's, 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 um, what's the term? Uh, Messy. It's, well, that, but it's a, it's definitely a concept album. I mean, it's definitely one of those that is based on uh, uh, um, relationships and, it's it's just it's amazing. It's 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 a classic. I mean, it's definitely one of the best albums ever made. I mean, it's definitely you know it's, it's what they call that California rock because they kind of follow them to the line of like the Eagles and other bands like that. So um, but uh, yeah, I go, I've gotten to the point where I just that's my that's my group. Love them so. But Lindsay's an excellent guitarist, and the way they just booted him out just kills me because apparently his fights with Lindsay or Stevie have been notorious and um. They just, if what they just can't get along. I mean, they loved each other, but they just, you know. And I thought they would have been being married, and it just kills me that they're not together. But, um, you know, and it's so funny because those people don't even know me. But why I have such an affection for that album and for those people and everything is just crazy. So, but because um, they because they told you all about their personal business. Well, <laughs> they did, and I mean, and I fell for it. I loved it. I thought that the the music and the lyrics and the uh, the sound, I just love the whole, I mean, I know, you know, all the, I know every song on that album. Um, I've loved their follow-up albums, you know, and everything they've done since. And, um, but yeah, just, just nuts. So, but, and that's the thing I love, that's why I love listening to, um, watching movies because I also now have gotten to the point where I specifically listen to see if there's particular songs that reach out to me. And, um, and like in Sound of Metal, there's a song at the end of it. And it's just, I'm like, who is this, who is this person? And it's the, one of the directors, I don't know if it was the director or the director's brother, I think they both produced the film, wrote the song, and it's an amazing song. And so uh, I'm sitting here watching it and I'm just like, like a little baby, just tears, just, you know, like, ooh, you know, just <laughs> crying. Um, just, it just part. It's it an old song? Huh? Is it an old song? No, it's a song that somebody had just written for this film in particular. Oh, okay. 
it's amazing. So. Oh no 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 we no 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 we ain't going there no 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 um but uh no we're we're not going there um but I've found a couple good things you know out there and um that you know you've you and I've turned each other onto a couple good things a couple of sources and and everything so it's great um but um and then the other thing I want to touch on though is the big news, which I'm going to kind of, kind of steal your thunder then. Um, yeah, I wanted to get into news too. I'm glad you brought that up. So I, this whole thing was, because I, I saw it on the news last night. I know you had texted me about it. or Yeah. And then my wife had heard about this and she couldn't believe it. And I saw it on the news. And it was the fact that I think it's Warner Brothers is the, is the production company or the film company yeah. that's releasing all of their films on HBO Max for 2021. Yeah. Um, and I know we talked about how and it's starting. Wow. It's starting Christmas with Wonder Woman. Wonder with, Woman, with, with Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Okay. Yeah, it's going to the the twenty twenty one movies and Wonder Woman are going to be released simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max for. They're going to be on HBO Max for thirty days, and then they're going to um, <sighs> take them back off the service after a month, and after it it runs through its. Um, release its theatrical cycle then it's gonna uh you know go through uh paid i guess paid streaming platforms yeah 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 i wondered well i didn't the, the little bit of segment i heard on the news was that first of all this is the biggest aside from shutting down a lot of their theaters um this is one of the biggest what are they how do they describe it this is one of the biggest Gambles, gambles that they're made right now with from a movie theater perspective. I personally don't know that they had a choice, and I'm actually excited about it because, as much as I love going to the theaters, I want to keep them open. I'm and I'm still going to patronize them. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I I'm I'm still going to. Uh, in fact, I'm really looking forward to when I can get to my next one um, because it's just it's not the same. You know, watching films at home. I, I mean, I, I do love it, but um, and but just I, uh, and and just just to. Uh, to, to give everybody a warning, um, they, HBO Max has already canceled its free trial program, so you what? have to get an actual subscription to watch these movies on HBO. Oh my God, they've already canceled this. Oh man, okay. Yeah, well, they're, not, they're not gonna make it that easy. Yeah, I, well, that's a good point. Well, and to be honest with you, I mean, and um, I think the deal might be out there now with some other um, service providers, but I know with us, I had no plans on getting HBO Max, um, only because of the fact that I'm already subscribing to a couple of things. And it's like, you know, I had I had a satellite company with my pr primary uh, source of television stuff. And I was like, I'm just paying way too much for that. So, um, but through our AT&T subscription and we upgraded, um, that's how I get HBO Max. And I'm gonna tell you, I have there, I still prefer Netflix right now, um, but I do think Hulu, and um, Amazon Prime and HBO Max, they're 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 all putting together some good stuff out there. I mean, it's it's really good. Um, okay. So where do, where do you rank um, uh, Apple TV and Disney Plus? Oh, and Apple TV, yeah. That, well, now Apple TV, I haven't watched as much. I'm have, I'm a, I have to be honest. There's some good stuff on Apple TV, but not as much. So that's probably the reason why I haven't why it hadn't been a a go-to for me. Um, I really am so shocked. I, I don't know if Apple TV is going to keep with it. I mean, that's the thing. They, they're just, to me, it doesn't seem like they're putting out a lot of stuff, but um, I, Netflix is my, uh, probably number one. I would go with HBO Max number two. 
Hulu 3 Prime right now is probably four, and then Apple TV would be five. I mean, Apple TV's just got to step up. I mean, they just got to, you know, I know they're trying to get some things out there, but um, they just really got to bring their bring their A game. And I'm just, I don't know. Uh, to me, so right you now, got you got Disney Plus dead last. Oh uh, well, wait a minute. No, well, the only reason I don't have no, I actually have to take Disney Plus above Apple TV. Um, I don't watch it as much only because. Um, well, actually, I watched it this past week because I did watch my all-time, one of my all-time favorite Christmas shows, um, which is the cartoon um, Muppet Show. It's the Muppets Christmas Carol. That's one of my favorite Christmas things to watch, um, okay. even now. So, yeah, I'd have to put Disney Plus above Apple TV. I, I hate to say it, but I think Apple TV right now is probably at the bottom of my streaming stuff um, of options. But uh, anyway, so... <laughs> That's kind of the. I just want. I'm just amazed with the whole Warner Brothers thing and how that's going to work out. But um, me but too. I'm, I, I'm I've excited. seen that uh, a lot of um, like uh, Hollywood and uh, the theater companies are um, kind of uh, upset right now over that decision. Well, so, and think about it, because what other kind of deal are they going to be able to do? I mean, if Warner Brothers beat them to this, and if this work turned out to be really good. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I can't, obviously I don't know the financial aspects of it, what the business deal is behind it, but, um, if it works out good for them, they, they're going to be the, you know, they'll have the monopoly, I would think, you know, they'll be the first ones in and have jumped on it. And if it works out good, they may end up doing it again another year and, you know, but. And personally, personally, I think that, um, I do, I do, I, I told you this, um, yesterday, I do understand, um, using this strategy for the short term, but in the long term, I think that. This is just this is helping HBO Max more than it's helping um, the a, anybody else. You know, I, I um, think probably yeah. I would I'd have to didn't agree with that. The art, the news article said that the theaters didn't really have an option. You know, even they they were going they were trying to keep theaters open, but at this point they just they needed to come up with another solution to help keep them in business so, and keep making movies. So, but I, I, that's another good point though. I do think the HBO Max thing is a it's a big plug for them. I think they're definitely want to be a home contender or a big contender as far as coming up against Netflix, which I, I just don't know that anybody can do that. Although, yeah. like I said, they've definitely got some good stuff out there, some original uh, shows that have been really good so far. So, But um, HBO Max already has some good stuff uh, on the schedule. I I'm definitely looking forward to um, Justice League next year. Oh, that's that, coming out there on HBO? That was always going to be on an HBO Max. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward that. to that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. How many? How many? How how many people? How you? Do you think that that people are really gonna um, choose the theater over uh, HBO Max with these Warner Brothers movies? Because the, the last yeah. time I went to the theater, it was already a ghost town. No, <laughs> no, that's the thing. They're they had to have signed and made a really good financial deal to do that because no, no, yeah. I, I don't think. I mean, if you can watch it in the comfort of your own home, that's where most people are gonna do it. Right. Um, you know, yeah, the last two movies I went to, it was it was me and maybe two other people. Yeah. When I and when I pulled up to the theater, the parking lot looked like only like they were having a employees only meet. That's how oh, God. Yeah, in fact I need to um I know we talked about that. I need to when I next time I go, I'm gonna take some pictures and stuff because I just want everybody I mean, cause it's still but it's it, it's the thing about it is it's still a safe environment. I mean as far as it's it's safer because nobody's there. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, they're going to sit you at a point where, you know, you're, you're distancing correctly. Um, they're handling, you know, your 
they, the one good thing, well, the one, of course, is bad for me because I love getting refills, but you can't do refills or anything like that. Um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I know AMC does this, that, you know, they've got the contactless drink machine, so you can take your drink and you can just use your phone to actually pour. You don't even have to touch any of the buttons or anything. It's, it's, that's, that's a crazy feature. I love it. Um, and yeah, and the last time I went to the movies, they don't... Um... They 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 don't use the um, butter dispensers either. They um they dismantle that, and they give you um your butter in a little uh, plastic container. Oh. And they keep behind the counter, and they they give it to you, and you can you pour it on yourself out of that little container instead of everybody pushing the button on the dispenser. Mm, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I hadn't seen that. Which you know that's kind of crazy because when you think about it. If you go to the ATM machine, people are pushing all those buttons. Or if you're going to check out of the grocery store, you're punching all those buttons on your, you know, if you're using your debit card or something. So, I, you know, the thing about it is it, you just need to make sure you remember to sanitize and, you know, wear your mask and all that stuff. So, but, yeah. Yeah. So, so we're going to uh, go wanna, into. Well, first, I want to get into another, uh, some more big news. That oh, don't, oh, sure. So, uh, Letitia Wright, uh, who played uh, Sherry. In Black Panther, she's mm -hmm. uh, well, Black Panther, Infinity War, and Endgame. Mm. She's uh, you know, the Black Panther's little sister. Yeah, yeah. The actress actually got into some trouble because she posted a video, controversial video, where a guy was talking about talk, speaking against um, the COVID nineteen vaccine, and he. Um, I didn't see the video because it was YouTube took it down, so I haven't seen the video. But apparently, supposedly he was saying some anti-trans uh, stuff in the video too. And so, what? yeah, so Letitia Wright caught a lot of flack because she posted the video. She didn't really comment. She just put a um, she posted a, a the, the praying hands emoji when she posted the video. But uh, yeah, she caught a lot of back backlash and she did respond to the backlash she said something about um you know she wasn't trying to offend anybody and she kind of laughed off the idea of getting canceled and uh one of her marvel co-stars don Cheadle, he actually uh chimed in too he said that he skimmed through the video that she posted and he, he called it hot garbage and uh he said that he couldn't defend it but that he doesn't um, think that she should be thrown away because she posted it. So, well, I mean, it, it was so she was she actually like part of the video, or she just saw it? And she wasn't in the video. She saw a video and posted it to uh, Twitter. Ah, okay. But so, I, 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 let me say social media because I don't remember if it was specifically Twitter. I believe it was though. Wow. Okay. Well, that's yeah, because you know you don't want to mess with your career when you've been in, like the one of the top biggest movies ever made, and you could end up being in the sequel or having many other. Shows. Not only that. Not only that. The 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 rumor is that she was gonna uh, be the star of the sequel. That she oh, was actually, yeah, she was actually gonna become the new Black Panther. Wow. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know that's 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 the whole thing about it. That's such a tough. You know, kind of going back to what we were talking about as far as um, social media and posting your stuff, because you don't ever know. You don't even, it's, in fact, okay, let's go ahead and let me mention something that happened to me yesterday. Um, you know, I post, um, you know, I do my, we have my, we have our, the, the Facebook 
page that we do for the movies. Cinema Fiends, everybody, if you want to check that out too. Um, a little plug in there. Uh, I have one called Book Fiends, and I have one called Music Fiends. Well, um, of course, I haven't posted a lot on music in a while because I haven't really heard a lot of good stuff. But so I posted something on Book Fiends about a book I just read this past week because I'm also an avid reader, love to read. Uh, in fact, I read every night. Um, and, you know, I, I did not care for the book. It was a sensitive topic. Um, it was supposedly, it was like, had won all these raves and, you know, from critics and everything. And it was uh, uh, about a young girl who, um, uh, I don't forgot how old she is. She's probably like 10, 11, 12, something like that. But anyway, she lives in the, like the Appalachian Mountains, you know, so she's very much an outdoor family. They don't have a lot of money. They live off nature and make their own stuff. But anyway, um, she's very much in, so much into nature that she can talk to nature, literally talk to nature, and nature talks back to her. Um, and something happens where one of the neighbor's kids um, she meets up with does something that really is, you know, definitely a life-changing thing. But, and while the storyline itself was really good, I did not care for the writing because it was so full of images and metaphors and symbolism, and it just, it just was overkill. I, I mean, and I understand where the author was probably, probably trying to make their point, but it just was too much. I mean, it was just way too much. So, so anyway. So, so, so what was it, what is, was it symboli that symbolism and imagery alone that you didn't like or was it specific imagery that was that was disturbing? it was the whole it was that alone because it was just way too much i mean you you could not get into you could not go a paragraph without her constantly talking about you know the little girl talking to nature she's taking off her skin she's taking you know now she's taking off her skin yeah she's get see she's skinless and now she's you know, now she's just bones and she, she, you know, and I understood if you read the story, you could understand where she was coming from. And I could see maybe using it once or twice, but it's just, it, it happened so many times throughout the story. Or then she talks about how she talks to the, um, oh, with it's, it's uh, animals that she loves in the creek. And I can't remember what they are, but there's a garden and there's a garden where this huge, this bottle gets planted. Next thing you know, this, this huge green man comes up out of the earth and he's, He's supposed to be symbolic for something, which I never figured out what that was. Um, and then something else comes up out of the garden, and all the people around coming around to look at it. And um, it's just, it's, it's a very different story. I, I you know, <coughs> excuse me. But anyway, I, I went ahead. Typically, I would have not finished a book. I mean, I, I try. I don't like doing that. It's probably, it's only been a couple books that I've ever stopped reading it because I just couldn't stand them. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but for the most part, I do try to finish the book just to see what happened. Because, you know, like a movie, it could start off in a, one way and you don't like it. But then by the end, you're just like, oh, I'm in love with this, which we're going to get in that later. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so going back to the story. So I posted my comments, my reviews out on, because I'm also signed up in several book groups. And that's what they do. Everybody reads their books and they, you know, ask, hey, have you ever read this? Or they, they all post the reviews. And I posted a review on um, one of the groups, <coughs> one of the group pages and said, you know, hey, here's this book I've read. Um, it's just one of those that was not for me. I'm not saying I didn't like the storyline. So, I mean, I gave some, I said, it's actually, a, you know, it's a beautiful, I can see where the story is, was 
meant to be and it was it was beautiful from that perspective but the, the whole imagery and stuff just wasn't good well i ended up getting of all and of course of all people i, I ended up looking at her a profile and she's a writer an actress um something else and like a member of some big you know i'm like well that's great let me just go ahead and you know take this person off but anyway so she put out there she said i don't understand why you would have posted this in a public forum to hurt and hurt the author. I mean, you got your right to, to give your opinion. And I said, wait a minute. And I thought about that thing for a minute because I had to step back and I thought, okay, you know, of course you can't take everything personal. And I thought, and she, but she was taking it that I was doing a personal attack against this author. So I finally just said, you know what? Now I got to put my opinion there. So I just responded back and I said, well, you know, so-and-so I said, you know, I'm really sorry. I said, but if you think that social media is going to have nothing but positive glowing reviews on anything you read or watch or see then you know that's not that's not realistic I mean um I did give some positive feedback in the fact that I thought the storyline was good it just I ended, ended up indicating that I could not did not care for the writing style because of the imagery and stuff like that I said um so and no it was not a personal attack against the author I said that's what art is art is subjective to the reader or viewer so I was shocked. After that, I had nothing but positive feedback from everybody. They all came to my rush and said, hey, this is a public forum, you know, and that's what social media is. If you've got an opinion, it's a free place to put it. You know, it's a free country and everybody has a free right to what they want to say. So, so I guess my point being is like, um, she could have actually thought that the video was her, it could have been her actual personal belief and maybe she posted it, but you just, you just don't know how, what kind of, what kind of feedback you're going to get, you know, from some, because there's so many people out there with so many varying opinions. So, right. yeah, and uh, yeah, and people, uh, I mean, criticism is much older than social media, of course, but right. Uh, what the thing about social media is that you know, now we got um, cancel culture, and you know, you get enough people um, behind a movement, and they. Um, it can, it can affect people's careers. Well, and I think, too, here's the other thing is, it's all in the way you use your words. I mean, you know, you can, the, the difference, I think, between, like, somebody made a really good point in their feedback was that, you know, what you did was just your personal opinion. It wasn't a personal attack, you know. Right. Um, in other words, the way I, the way I worded it, because I, and I always try to be careful with my wording, because I don't want it to come across as I'm Mr. Know-it-all, or I'm, my per you know, it's, this is just me and this is how it impacted me. This is how it touched me. Like we talk about the movies, you know, your movies are going to touch you in a different way than they're going to touch me. And, um, or we could both, you know, end up finding some commonality, you know, but, um, I think it's all in the way you present yourself too, because I have obviously with this last year being so, um, so much controversy going on, as, you know, with the things going on in the country and the political, you know, climate and all that stuff i mean it's just been been just hateful attacks whereas people can get their point across without being so with without being that hateful and, and vindictive and just you know just it's awful i mean it's just let's let's just try to be you know but i think that's the thing is social media makes it so that people are faithless to a degree and you know I'm, right. somebody could be three thousand miles away and i could say something no you're not gonna come down here you know and try to beat me up and you know in the next two days 
they're more courageous because they're, they're no immediate consequences. Exactly. So, yeah. and I mean, and and the thing about it is, I mean, I really hated to, in a way, hated to respond back to that woman because I don't want to hurt her feelings. I mean, because that was her right to think that. But at the same time, I just had to make her. She knew that it wasn't a, a like a, a personal attack against the father. So the next thing she writes, I might love. But at the same time, uh, that lady was. Um, she she was um, criticizing you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like how like how like that here? She was protesting criticism by criticizing you. Exactly. What was the funny was I kept thinking, oh Lord, let me look at let me look at her profile when I saw that she was kind of in the artistic arena herself, and I thought, oh Lord, this might be that woman's mother or something, or a grandmother out there been <laughs> um, <laughs> So and and of course I would have felt bad about that, but um, but I, what I wrote was not um, I felt like was very diplomatic. I mean, in terms of my opinion, I said I try to keep it that way because I know that all my reviews I've written, not everybody agrees with them. I mean, and that's okay, you know, and that's fine. That's that's what the whole thing about art and again, it's subjective and it's all in the um, eyes of the viewer and 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 what they like. So 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 if we ever start getting comments, are you going to read them? Anything like that? I mean, yeah. Are, oh, I yeah. mean sure. You, you, you never know if it's positive or negative until you read it. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, some of it could be some good feedback. I mean, it could be some stuff that, you know, and like if I ever, and I hope not, ever say something that somebody finds offensive or hurts them, I, I certainly would like to know, you know, because I certainly, you know, not, that's the thing. I, I, I'm a people person. I, I love everybody. I love people and I just don't want to, I don't like animosity and anger and hatred and everything. I just think, you know, we're all, we're all humans and we're all people. And let's just, you know, some people might not think that's realistic, but you know, that's just, that's maybe it isn't, maybe I am naive in that regard, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just don't see why we can't try to make it a world, a better world like that. So, but anyway. Yeah. yeah I, I, I agree with you. Cause when I, when I bring up movies on the podcast, I, I, I tend to bring up movies that I like. Like I don't, I don't feel the need to specifically point out a movie that I that I you know I'm not just going to say hey let's talk about this movie. And just bash, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, now if you bring up something that I don't like, I'm gonna be honest about it. But I'm not going to specifically um, just dig something up just so we can trash it. <laughs> yeah. Well. That's kind of going into one of our movies. Um, you ready to get into the? You got you got any more? I know we're kind of doing this backwards, but you got any more Hollywood news for us? Entertainment news that we need to talk about? Uh, I got one piece of news. They uh, and this is um, some more Warner Brothers news. So, um, director, writer, director Ava DuVernay. Uh, well, it was announced years ago that she was going to be directing um, a big budget comic book movie called The New Gods about a, a hmm. DC Comics characters. And um, but there hasn't been a whole lot of um, more announcements um, on that front since the original news came out. And um, recently, well, earlier today, um, it was announced that she was going to be um, overseeing a television show that I believe was going to be coming to HBO Max about another comic book character 
which led a lot of people on Twitter to believe that um, the new guy's not going to happen since uh, we haven't heard anything about that. Mm. She's um, And they, they even announced that she's working on a totally new project. And um, also one of the characters that uh, – that would they would may might have shown up in the new guys is going to be in um, Justice League. That's definitely coming to HBO Max in 2021, mm. which fueled you know fueled the rumors that um the, the project was probably canceled. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Well, has she done anything since her movie with Oprah? That one movie they did. Oh yeah. So the movie you're talking about is Selma, which uh, came out in 2014. About um the um uh, a civil rights march. Yeah, by- no, I thought it was what did that what was that movie she directed with Oprah Winfrey since then? Remember that? Oh, movie? oh, oh! You're talking about a wrinkle in time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's yeah. what I was saying. Hey, she directed anything since then? So. Oh my bad. I thought you were talking about Selma because Oprah was actually in that movie. Oh yeah, but, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah, she was also in. I think she was in a wrinkle in time too. And that oh, she was, she was, yeah. Yeah, that came out in 2018, and yeah. it. It didn't really do well, so she hasn't had a um, theatrical release since then. But she she did release um, when they see us, which is a mini series on Netflix. Oh, that's right. That, that's, that's on my to watch list. Yes, yeah, you, you, you definitely need to check that out. That that that's, okay. Yeah, glad you brought that up. That's award winning and critically acclaimed yeah. and, and yeah. deserves it. That's right. That's yeah. That's, yeah, that I knew she did do something. I could could remember, but that's on my to watch list. Yep. Yeah. But she also directed um, the documentary Thirteenth. It's also uh, on Netflix. That came out in. She did that too. That actually came out before A Wrinkle in Time, but uh-huh. um, that's another uh, good one. Okay, it's I've got, critically I acclaimed. Wait a minute. I think I have that. Do I have that on my list? And I personally, I personally um, recommend it too. Okay, I think I do. Yeah, I do have it. Okay, I got that too. Cool. Check out 13th and When They See Us. Okay, sounds great. And they're both relevant to um, a lot of the George Floyd protests that uh, have been going on this past year. I want to see that. All right, well, I'm hearing my alarm go off downstairs, so set, so which means the call is made. So, um, great discussion about the films. we got so many other films and things to talk about. So um, it's getting close to that time where we got to do a year-end wrap-up. Yes, too. we do. So um, we'll have to definitely focus on that. So um, yeah, and I think we hopefully we can work out some stuff where we can talk about some things next week. So um, we'll have to see how things go. So yeah. But uh, everybody, we appreciate your listening in. And like again, again, please, if you liked what you heard. Definitely feel free to give us your comments, share, like, and subscribe. And uh, until next time, we'll uh, we'll catch y'all later.